0: Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm in Isaiah chapter number 30, verse number 21. I'm going to take my text today. Isaiah 30 and verse 21. I pray this will be a help to you. And uh, the, the Lord will use this. To speak to you, because someone might be here today, and you've said, "Never, Lord, never spoke to me," but everybody in this room that's saved will say, "This, He spoke to me. He spoke to me." Isaiah thirty, verse number twenty-one. If you found it, shout, amen. "Amen!" And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee preaching this morning on a word behind thee. Saying, this is the way, walk ye in it, when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. Father, I love you and I thank you for the morning. Holy is thy name. We've come into this place, Lord. We've worshiped you in spirit and in truth. Which you command us to do we have sought you in prayer and meditation and and God now the the lot has fallen on me and it is time to break the bread of life and God this is the message for this time this people that are gathered today but Lord I pray you'd feel my mouth and guard my tongue and preach me with accuracy inside the bounds of the Holy Spirit and I'm praying that God each one that's gathered here today would hear this message. Help me, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us. Oh, God. Do what you do in this place. For the glory of the King, and I ask it in Jesus' name, amen, and amen. Not everyone's a Bible student. I used to assume a lot of things, and uh, I would just take off in a text and preach, and Brother Darwin, I found out that not everybody reads the Bible. They watch a lot of TV, but they don't read the book. They can TikTok, flip-flop, Big bock FaceTime, face this, face that, face whatever, and, uh, and, but they don't know what the Word of God says. Heaven and earth say, all that stuff's important. No, not really. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word yeah. shall never pass away. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. If I've got the thing that's never going to pass away hid in my heart, I think that puts me in pretty good shape with the Lord. Isaiah's prophesying here in a time, and it's, a, it's, it's not a good time in the nation of Israel. If you wanted to, listen, there's still the apple of God's eye. God's still staring. If, you, if you're an anti-Semite this morning, you got trouble with God. That's still the apple of God's eye God's still going to do a thing with them and he listen his salvation is of the Jews by the way he brought it through that people and brought it to us and that's how we're saved from the wrath to come by one Jesus the Christ I read this verse out of a card spoke to my heart then I begin to to study on this particular chapter in the Word of God now. I want us to understand in the time frame when this is happening. 30 years past the the 10 northern tribes of Israel's captivity is when this is being given. So we're 30 years after a terrible, devastating, they've been carried away by the Assyrians and, and then Isaiah begins to tell us why it happened. But it's 118 years before judah's destruction in 595 bc but look in the first verse of this chapter assyria has already come and taken the northern 10 tribes of israel captive now we read that and we don't think much about it that and here's what we think we are so prideful in america had never happened to us Had never happened to us All God's got to do is lift his hand off of us. And I'm telling you, Mexico could take us. God has taken his hand off of them. He's allowed the Assyrians to come and get them. They have taken them captive. And it would be like this. It would be like I showed up at Brother Richard's house and took him and Penny and the boys away and claimed everything he had worked for all his life and said, I'm taking it. And he couldn't have done a thing about it. So it won't ever happen. We've forgotten that it happened in 1940 when, when Hitler come in and took everything the Jews had that lived in Germany and Poland took all their stuff, run them out in ditches and shot a large number of them. And we've got this we've got this liberal bunch that's teaching today that that didn't even happen. You better know it happened. You find you a Holocaust survivor. Ask them about it happening. Trying to set the pace. Set the draw the picture here. They're going into captivity. Isaiah is warning Judah, the same thing's going to happen to you. We, I'm telling you, friend, we should learn by history. That's why they're trying to change it. Now I used to be, I used, I am still pro-uh. Christian, Christian school, but everybody can't afford that. It's so expensive. So we send our, we send our children to public schools and, and they're in there and they're pound, they're pounding them with contrary to what I'm giving them every Sunday or we're giving them in Sunday school. They're getting contrary to what the word of God says. And we're supposed to be okay with that. I'm not Okay. I'm not in a, I'm not in a, uh, I don't have a militant spirit this morning. I'm not trying to be ugly or, or abrasive. But I want you to know, uh, if your children aren't important to you, they're important to me. And now I'm afraid that public school might not be the best thing. Christian school, yes, they learn how to mingle and, 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 and adapt and, 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 and work with other children. But I'm telling you, uh, uh, th- it's not working out too good for them. Isaiah is telling them, it's on down the road, but here, let's look and see what happened to the northern ten tribes, to Ephraim, or, or uh, the ten lost tribes, they call them. Let, let's look what happened to them. And he starts out like this. You know what they've done? They added sin to sin. You know what sin plus sin equals? Death. When lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. Sin is finished it brings forth death. Yeah. And here's what some think in this day, Brother Randy. They're trying to tell people, well, we'll just keep you alive. No, you're going to die one of these days. Yeah. It'll come to where you are. You shall not escape it. You know why men have to die? It's appointed unto man wants to die, and after this to judge it. You know why? Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men. Why? All have sinned. Yes, sir. These two beauties right here, beautiful. One of these days, it's going to come down their row. He's telling them, look what happened. Sin plus, they added sin to sin. Their sin was this, they rejected God. So here's, here was the thing. Here's what they've done. They begin, as an introduction, they begin to walk toward Egypt. Egypt being a picture of the world. They begin, they send an embassy or a, or a bunch of ambassadors or representatives, which whatever you want to call them. They send them down to Egypt. They start walking toward Egypt. Egypt is a picture of the world. If you're walking toward Egypt this morning, friend, you're going the wrong direction. Amen. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. We're looking down. They begin to walk toward Egypt. They added sin to sin. They're not only walking toward Egypt, but then in verse number, let me get my right verse. Verse number eight, here's what God said about it. He said, hey, write this down. Write it down where they walked. Write down what happened. People don't like this book. And they say man wrote it. Yeah, but it was Holy Ghost inspired. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Holy Ghost inspired. Who's that? That's the third part of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost Needs three or one. Written, he said, write it down forever and ever. Put it on a tablet. Watch this. Put it on a tablet. The tablet was this. It was like a placard that you'd taken. You'd post it up at the post office. Let's get where we're at today so we'll understand it. It's like you'd put it at the post office, and here it's telling what happened. This is what happened. I don't believe that's what happened. Where's them tribes at? Where did they go? This is what happened. Put it on that. But then put it in a book and keep it forever. Put that in a book. Don't just nail it in one place, but you put it in a book that can be. Listen, it's for duplication. It's for giving it out. It's for we for understanding. What is that, Brother Matthew? It's the consequence of adding sin to sin. They're gone. walking toward Egypt, picture of the world, going the wrong direction, then we'll just write it down so they won't forget. Write it. I want them to remember. I want them to remember. R- write it down. Here's what they said in verse number nine. They said, we will not hear. I don't care if you write it down. I don't care if you tell me. I don't care. I saw a woman in a video the other day said, I don't care what your Bible says. I don't care if I want to have an abortion, I'll have one. I don't care. I don't believe that Bible and I don't care what it says. I thought, here's what I thought, Brother Donnie. I thought one of these days. One of these days. I'll tell you what you can't find in hell today. Not one unbeliever. None. Not one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, I won't hear it. Don't care how much you say it. We're not going to listen. Don't care how much you preach, how much you sing about it. Don't care how much you try to testify. Anybody try to witness to anyone in the last six months and it got mad because you did? They're angry because you care more for their soul than they care for themselves. And by the way, it's not, listen, it is the soul, but one of these days it's put back in a body. Mm-hmm. People get mad at you because you, you mentioned to them, you know what? It, they're convicted. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Here we go. We've all, we've, they begin to walk toward Egypt. He said, "Write this down. Write it down what they've done." And then, then after it's written down, they said, "We're not verse number. You can read it and you get home. We'll not hear. What we won't hear. I don't care. Write it in book if you want to. I'm not listening." But you want to see God's grace? I'll never stop on the negative note. This is a positive book. If you got nothing but negative stuff to preach to me out of the Word of God, you need to quit and find something else to do. Because God never ends on a negative note. He is a positive God. He is a saving God. He is a resurrected Savior. He is the one, he's the one that has power over death, hell, and the grave. Listen, that's Him. That's who he is. We come down, we come down to verse number 21, even though they've done all of this. Now, I'm going to go somewhere real quick right here. This is prophecy. This is prophecy. When he's given this, it's prophecy near. It's a picture. When I begin to read this other part about a voice behind them, it's a picture, it's a picture of fo- prophecy far. So we have a picture of prophecy near when he's given it. Why? Well, some of them's already gone. He's talking about what happened. Some of them's about to go. A hundred years isn't very long compared to eternity. Some of them are about to go. But then it's a prophecy of now spiritually. You can make a spiritual application. I'm not taking that out of context. It's still me. Just look. You better listen to what he's wrote down or uh, written in the book. And Jesus said, few there be that find it. There's many that's not going to listen. They're not going to listen. They're like my sister when she was a little girl. My mama whipped her until she got tired of whipping her because she tried to, you you girls that's over 25 in here know what a bobby pin is. And so my sister was determined to take a bobby pin and stick it in a wall receptacle and every time she'd get one she'd go running toward it mama would whip a time out of her child abuse shouts yeah, what she thought finally finally it's a word it didn't kill her mama said go ahead i've whipped you i'm not whipping you anymore it really does hurt you more than, than them. You're hurt. You're broken by it if you love them. Now, some people abuse their children. They don't love them. Some would have thought this was abuse. But Mama's tired of beating this kid. She would not listen. She said, go ahead on, <laughs> Happy camper. She runs over there to the receptacle. Brother Darwin. she sticks that bobby pin. It looks like it just fits. It ought to go there. Boom! There weren't breakers back then. It was fuses. Sometimes they didn't melt. Boom! Smoke up the wall. The fire's flying. She's laying in the floor. Ah! To this day, 50 years, 55 years later, you give her a bobby pin, she probably won't pick it up. some of us just won't listen until it hurts us real bad. But oh, when it hurts us real bad, now God's got their attention. He had it near. He had it far. He has has somebody's attention now today. This is relevant today. He he said, I'll feed you with bread of adversity and water of affliction. (laughs) But after I feed you with that, Why would he do that, Matthew? Because it's the only thing that got their attention. But now I got your attention. And now, here's what I'm about to do. I'm going to preach the rest of this in 10 minutes. I promise you. It's five till. Well, maybe 20. But anyway. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to speak to you. You're going to be going along and you're going to hear a word behind you. You know what that is? That's the voice of God. And he speaks like no one else. You're just rolling along minding your own business and all of a sudden somebody's prayed the voice upon you and you hear the voice. And you know why it's behind it? It took me, I stared at this for a little while before God gave me this. But you know why it's behind? Brother Ray, because they got ahead of God. They got ahead of God. So the voice is like Gordon. If I'm in front of Gordon, where's the voice? It's behind me. They got ahead of God. Somebody in here today may be thinking, hey, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Man, I got it, I'm doing it. I know, I've got it figured out. And all of a sudden behind you, you hear a word. It's the voice of God. He said, what you doing? Where are you at? Oh, I've given you a little affliction. I've given you a little adversity, and I've done it to get you attention. What you listening? Where are you at? What are you? Li- do you hear me now? My mama contracted cancer at 47 and died, and God asked me at the funeral that day, Randy. He said, do you hear me now? You say, that's cruel. No, not when you know what she prayed. Whatever it takes, get a hold of Mike. Whatever it takes, you get a hold of him. And God said, can you hear me now? You know where he was at? Behind me. Why? Why? But Jimmy is out in front of him. I do my own thing, go my own way. He said, oh no, there's a voice behind you saying, turn to the left or turn to the right. I'm trying to tell you which way. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. Amen. And the voice comes from behind a word but the voice leads to this the voice god's voice will always lead to this the voice leads to vision what does he say about he said my sheep what a plus my sheep hear my voice i know them and they what me. who do they follow him. him so now now with that being scripture so we know it's true. He written it in a book. We just got to read it see what it says. Now that being true if that's, if we're the sheep now he's not behind me anymore. He's in front of me. He's not following me. I'm following him. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Now, now it's not only It's not a word behind me Praise God, it's a person in front of me. So now, hey, it's not too hard to follow somebody you're watching. My brother's got a whole house full of grandkids. I got one. Praise God for one. He said he's out in the snow. He said he turned around and Arless, Arliss McCoy. They, they, he's going to be tough. <laughs> He's gonna be tough. What kind of name's that? Arliss is behind him to go in. What are you doing, boy? I'm a, I'm a walking in your footsteps, Grandpa. It's not. It's not hard to follow them when you can see where they're stepping. Daddies, they're watching us. They're watching where you step. They're following you. That's what the Lord would have us do. Follow him. It goes from the voice to the vision. Let me give you a scripture and you finish it. Where there is no vision, A+. plus. We know what it says. Where there is no vision. Why? Can't see where they're going. We sing the song, I know my name's there. I don't know much, but I know this. I know somewhere in heaven. Where's that at, preacher? I don't know. I've not been there yet, but I'm on my way. How do you know your only way? I'm following the one knows how to get there. Yeah. Amen. What are you doing? What are you doing, preacher? I'm following him. Why are you following him? Because he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'm following him. I don't know how to get there without him, and nor do you. And there's that vision. There's the voice and the vision. And we're following him. We sing the song, I know my name is there. I don't know much, but I know somewhere there in heaven there's a book. I don't know if it's in alphabetical order, or I don't know, Brother Irvin, if it's in the new name that I don't know what it is yet, but he's gonna give me one. So I don't know where that's at. Read till you find it. But I know he's gonna give me one, and it might be by the new name that I'm written down. But for whichever one it is, when he calls it, I'm going to know it. And you know what book it's in? It's in the book of life. It's not it. Listen, I had some things in the record book, in the other books Brother Gordon talked about in Sunday school. I had some things in that, but bless the Lord, he kind of, he kind of got rid of them, forgot about them, blotted them out of the way, and now my name's in a different book. And John, one of these days, he's going to call my name, and he's going to call it because it's in the book. Amen. You remember when you was in school, when, in, in the dinosaur days back when I was in school, and they'd say, they, they'd call your name, here, here. Present. Of course, Jimmy would say present. (laughs) The voice, the vision. And lastly, today is this. Here's what he gave them. I've got a couple of verses to give to you in this. I'm going to back up to verse number 13 to give you one of them. And here's what he said. It's victory. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our A plus. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. What's my faith in? The Lord Christ. Amen. It's, not in, it's not in a free will Baptist. It's not in any denomination. It's not in a person or a church or my good friend, even you. It's in the Lord Jesus Christ. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Yes, I shall not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean upon his name. It's him and him alone. When I get there, someone's going to say, I'm surprised you're here. I'm going to say, I am too. <laughs> How'd you get here? By the, by the holy one, right? There. Yeah, that's right. By him. I'm accepted in the beloved. you know how I got here? I got there by him. I sure didn't get here by me. But I got there by him. Are you still with me? We have victory. Verse, let me give you a verse. You might want to look at it and get home. I got it written down. Verse, 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 number 13. Here's what they said. That it was their iniquity. was their problem. I'm going to, he'll give you victory over that. Sin, let's just say sin, he'll give you victory over the sin in your life. No sin in my life. The Bible said if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, the truth's not in us. And if he's the truth and it's not in us, we're in pretty bad shape. You better know, Paul said I die daily. I don't mean to get saved every day, but I got some things to talk to him about. The iniquity, he gives us victory over that. Bless our Lord. That'd make a Presbyterian shout. I got, I got victory yeah. over iniquity today <laughs> by the blood of Calvary. Hallelujah. But in the in the last, in the last, uh, in, in well, not the last verse, but in the latter part of the chapter in verse number, verse number 26, he says this. And healeth the stroke of their wound. Now that's far for Israel. That's far for Israel. They're, they're not there now. They're blind. You know the per capita largest gay population in the entire world is in Israel. Per capita. That blows most people away. They don't, can't even believe that. But it's the truth. But he's going to heal the wound one day. They're going to they're say, where you, would where'd you receive those wounds? He said, in the house of my friends. But it's not only the iniquity that, that, that he takes care of, but it's our infirmities are often infirmities. Now, look here. I'm not one of these slap you on the head faith healing guys. But I believe in healing. I am a recipient of that. I've seen that, I've seen that. Now, this, this, this makes a lot of free will Baptists nervous, but I've seen that in operation. I've seen someone with a death diagnosis and I've anointed them with oil and I'm not begging anybody to come today. I'm just preaching. But I saw it firsthand in operation when, when there was no hope and all of a sudden all the doctors could say was, we can't tell you how that happened. One doctor said it like this. All we can say is it must have been a higher power. But here's the thing, friend. Any healing you get here is temporary. You will not get a permanent healing in this flesh. You will not. What if he gave you three more years? What would you do with it? What if he's got you? What if you're bound is 10 years from now? What are you going to do in this 10 years? I had an uncle who was who was successful in everything he'd done. He was my uncle by marriage. It, 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 uh, and I loved him. He loved me. I didn't realize how much he cared for me until the end of his days. And uh, everything he touched prospered. We're sitting in his living room. He called me over and he said, Mike, I want you to preach my funeral. He's your best friend. He said, I want you to preach my funeral. I said, I am honored. He said his free wills was too loud for him. We made him a little nervous. We, We all prayed at the same time. It was a little loud. He said, looking back over my life, he said, you know what matters? I said, no. Jim, what matters? He said, the only thing that matters right now it's what I've done for the Lord. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid I didn't do near enough. You think you got five years? I mean, we're right down to where we live. Now, Jay Vernon McGee would say this is where the rubber meets the road. We are, we are on the asphalt asking a question to a congregation today. My responsibility is great here. Do you know where you're going when you leave here? Because here's for the, certain, the certain thing today is you will leave. And you got to know these things the book says that he said to write in a book so they'll remember. So you'll know, read it these things have I spoken to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Do you know it today? Is there a voice behind you saying, hello? Hello? Do you hear me? Are you ready? Are you sure? Would you come? Would you like to know? You can know. There's a lot of things I don't know. A lot of things I never will know. But there's something I know today, I'm going to leave this with my wife. I'm going to leave it with my son, my daughter-in-law, and my grandson. I will leave it as a testimony to the, you that's here today. When they put me in that box, they're not going to have to wonder What's happened to old Mike McCoy? My little grandson likes Bible stories at night. His favorite's Jesus walking on the water. That that puts him to sleep about every night. Joe Beth's telling him a story the other day, and she's telling him about Jesus feeding five thousand. His response was, "He must be a good cook." He's three years old. He's a good cook. I've eaten that bread a lot of times. It's never been burned. It's never been undercooked. It's always been just right. Every time I need a bite of bread, you know why? Because he's a good cook. As she plays soft and we stand our feet, and you bow your heads in the sanctuary today. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.